0: We will be in John 1, uh, but I promise we will not go through all 18 verses. Um, And for better or for worse, we'll only be in the first three verses there. So you can gauge, I don't know how well this will go based off that. Um, But before we start, let's uh, go to uh, the only God that we can truly rely upon. Oh, great God, we are so thankful that um, we that you exist, that we exist in your reality, that there are no other gods, that you are the true and living God. We're thankful for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, the one who we just sang all glory to be for, Lord. We just pray that your spirit would be here with us as we go through um, these small yet pretty um, packed verses here and um, help us to understand what they mean for our lives, Lord. Um, Please be with me. Please be with um, my brothers and sisters here. Please be with those that don't know you here, Lord. We need you, um, and every day is a reminder of that. So we just ask that you would um, be with us um, here today. We pray in Christ's name, amen. It's unfortunate that um, views of Jesus... Uh, have not gotten any better over the years that Christianity has been around or, or that the Bible has been around. And some of these views, and as I kind of put them out there to you, you guys are going to understand them. I'm, in this aspect, I'm kind of preaching to the choir because you already know that there are people that think this way. We, uh, there are people who merely view Jesus as a man as some good teacher, um, a prophet at best, some historical figure that actually did exist, but that's the best that people can say of him. Some other folks will think that he's uh, one of many ways to a greater God, to God, or that he's uh, one of many manifestations of God, and it doesn't matter uh, which religion you, you turn to, but... Um, And and Jesus is just one of those roads to him. And some folks think he's a demigod, that he's created, that he's come from the loins of this God and this um, uh, human uh, mate or whatever and and birthed forth. Um, And as aberrant and as uh, heretical as all those views are, which they are, Um, they don't bring people anything of any value. There's no hope found in any of those views of Jesus. There's no love being expressed in any of those views of Jesus. And certainly, you can't have a solid faith on any of those views of Jesus. And because of that, no one's going to be able to find any comfort in those views of Jesus. Jesus. And that's why having a, a proper biblical view of Jesus isn't just a mark of a Christian, um, but it's our lifeline. It offers us hope. It, it, it helps develop love and, and display love, and it strengthens our faith. And there's two ways to view um, Jesus biblically. Um, in the section that Dominic read here, We see those two views, but we're only going to focus on one view. We see the view of his humanity um, when it talks about uh, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, But we're going to focus on the deity of Christ. Uh, And really, that's for two reasons. The first is that this is, I'm personally going through John, um, and that is informed, the deity of Christ is informed by how John sets up his gospel here. So we are just bound to that right now. The verses that we're going to look at, as I said, are 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Uh, Before we move into the actual sermon, I just want to jump down and say... Jump down to verse 14. Um, It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, And then verse 17 here, uh, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I wanted to pull that out, and as Christians we understand when it says the word, we're talking about Jesus, but I just wanted to reiterate That um, for those that don't know that, that uh, it is Jesus that the word is talking about, that is the the word is Jesus Christ. So as I'm preaching, I'm either going to say the word, son of God, Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, or any of those phrases interchangeably, because that's who John is talking about here. So if there's any confusion, Lord willing, it's not on my part. Okay, um, so let's start into our text here. In the beginning was the Word. John here is taking us back to a time when, when that precedes time. He takes us back all the way to uh, Genesis 1-1 here when it says that in the beginning, God, wasn't there... Yeah, it was created the heavens and the earth. Most people have that memorized, and I apologize, but I had to get Ben to put it up there. Um, but if we, what John is doing, he's taking us into eternity past. He's showing us the eternal nature of the Word of Jesus here. He's he's not a he's not he's showing us that God, Jesus isn't created. He's not a demigod, and and he's showing us that before. Um, uh, creation happened Jesus was there the word was there a beginning can only begin if someone begins it someone had to be there to start the, the beginning of history of creation of, of the formulation of, of all these things and this was the pre-existent uh, Jesus the pre-existent word before he took on flesh John is showing before he took on flesh, he existed, all the way back in eternity past. Here, before we move on, we're going. Let me. Let's look at the word "word." Okay, and this, um, I want to touch upon this because I've had people. I have two. I'm not going to name their names. Two specific people in my Christian walk talk to me about the word logos, what, what it means here. Um, and they always go, they talk about where how we get the word logic from logos and the concept of, of reasoning here. And um, that's, that's, that's true, we do get that word from here. But I'm not convinced that this is John's primary concern and usage of the word logos in this section here. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket. I might put half of an egg, as messy as that is, in that basket for that reason, because it's true in that sense. But all my other eggs are going to go into the idea of this Old Testament concept of, of how word was used, um, and that's divine utterance, or it's the self-expression of God. When we could understand like this, like, God has a thought, and He expresses it through the Word. Um, And we see that in Scripture here um, in two ways. The first way, we see that when God says something's going to happen according to the way it's going to happen, He makes it happen. Uh, And we see that in Isaiah 55, verses 10 through 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth I don't what was that word? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we got to get a new projector. Um, but that it may be, give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. His word, what he declares is going to happen, and it has a purpose, and, and it goes forth. That's that divine utterance there, that, that working through. In Psalm 33, 6, um, it just talks about uh, a creation here. Uh, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Things were made. He, he, he wanted cre- create things to be created, and so he he just he spoke. It. He, he he brought it into existence. And In even other areas of life, uh, Psalm one hundred seven twenty talks about how he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions when he's going to heal Israel and bring and, and bring uh, uh, salvation he, he, he uses his word he speaks it and it happens the other way that the divine utterance is used in the Old Testament is how God relates to his people and we see this all throughout scriptures we see how when God wants to uh, uh, give a message to his people he speaks to them through a prophet, he gives a message to the prophet. The prophet takes him. He when he um, uh, whether it's for blessing or whether it's for chastisement, he speaks it to the prophet and, and brings it to them. Um, clearly, we we reference Genesis one and uh, and these other things. When know um, well, that was for the first one. Uh, in Genesis 15, 1, he's talking to Abraham um, and he gives him a vision. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying. Do not be afraid of Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And so he's, he's in, encouraging and comforting um, Abram here in this time by expressing to him his, uh, what he is to Abram, his shield, his exceedingly great reward. And it's this personal act of, of, of speaking things into existence, of speaking like this is going to happen, I'm going to, this is how it's going to happen, and I'm speaking it, and it's going to happen. Or relating to people, this is the personal usage of the word, not the impersonal understanding of logic and reason that seculars bring into here. And I stand by that, and I put all my eggs in that basket because of the second phrase that we're going to look at. And the word was with God. When we look at this phrase, we see two things. The first thing is that there's two distinct persons. We see two distinct persons in this phrase. We see the Word, the Son of God, and we see God. Uh, John 1, 2, you just look down here, and that might be on the screen, says he was in the beginning with God. It's a reiteration of that, re- that the, the distinct personhood and that relationship there. John 17, 5 um, talks about or Jesus is praying to the Father, and he says, and now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. And, and and so he wasn't just a merely a manifestation of God, but he was a person there with God in all of eternity. And while there's these two persons there in all of eternity with God, they had a personal relationship. Um, and that was expressed here on earth, when every as Jesus uh, uh, walked this earth, he would say things such as um, uh, the works that I do, I only do because the Father has shown me. And, and, so, and in order for that to happen, to be a show, there was a relationship there. The Father had to have a relationship with the Son to show him these things. He, we saw we, we multiple instances of Jesus praying to the Father. He's he's got his um this. Interpersonal interaction, this this outworking of his relationship with the Father as he's praying for them. John seventeen three, um, and also points back to um, this uh, idea of a personal relationship. And this is eternal life that they you uh, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent in order to be sent, there was a personal relationship between the two. Two distinct persons were there, and two distinct persons had a relationship, and and there was this plan, and he was sent. 1 John 1, 3 says, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that we also may have fellowship with you, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. John is talking about how um, uh, through salvation we have fellowship with one another here at the church, but um, that only happens because of our relationship with the Father and, and the Son. And, and we enter into the relationship that the Father and the Son has already from eternity past in that. Um, and then uh, you know, we talked about John 17, that personal interaction of the prayer. But it also works to our advantage in, in, in a really good sense. In First John 2, 1... The relationship that the Father has with the Son is expressed here. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He's being our lawyer. He's, be, he's on our side. He's, he's pleading our case to the Father. That he has that relationship that he can go to the Father and plead, our case on, uh, 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 plead a case on our behalf because he has that relationship that has been in existence for all of eternity. And now moving forward, we see that it w- that even though there's two distinct persons, we have one essence here in the last phrase. The word was God. He wasn't merely a man. He was very God. He has the same Essence of the Father. Um, uh, 14. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Verse 18. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. Jesus is God. When we look at Jesus. We see the Father. He says. (laughs) Jesus is the radiance of, of, of the Father's uh, brightness. They share the same attributes. When we think of Jesus, or when we think of God being omnipotent, that's applied to Jesus as well. When we think of of, of omniscience, uh, God knowing all things, that applies to Jesus as well. When we think of Jesus or of God as being omnipresent. That applies to Jesus as well. God is spirit. Jesus is God. The pre-incarnate Jesus, the pre-incarnate son of God, is spirit. And so he's omnipresent. And we sang about the compassion of God. And so Jesus is compassionate. We sang about uh, uh, rece- uh, um, receiving a cup of Kindness. Um, uh, God is kind, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance Um, and so Jesus is kind but God being rich in mercy Jesus is rich in mercy God is holy, Um, uh, Jesus is holy in him is light and there is no darkness it applies to Jesus as well Colossians 2.9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He is fully and truly God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 8.6 says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ through whom are all things and through whom we live. And that leads us into our next section here, verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. That sounds like um, a job for God. So this reiterates everything that, um, that we just looked at. That Jesus is God. Um, that Jesus uh, has... Uh, personal relationship with God and that he's eternal. Everything was made uh, through Jesus. Every atom, every blade of grass, every cloud, every person, every galaxy, every universe was made through Jesus. And without him, nothing was made that was made. I don't... You guys can throw the tomatoes at this one. I'm not a big proponent of multiverse lingo. I don't live in this world of what if. I mean, up here I do a lot, actually. But in reality, the what if is not something that um, I think is right. Because we should be living in the what is. And we see here in this verse that... It had to be Jesus that things were made through. It had to be, because it is. It was. It's it, it, That's just the way it is. It, it, we can't say, well, if Jesus never existed. Well, we can't say that, because Jesus has always existed. We can't say, well, if the roles could have been reversed. Well, no, we can't say that either, because the roles are very specific. He's the divine utterance. He's, he's, he's what, what God uh, 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 wants to express is expressed through Jesus here. He's the agent. So he has a necessary role in creation. You know, going back to 1 Corinthians 8 6, it talks about how we were made through Jesus. It shows us that, um, that he was the agent that brought forth everything and that he was necessary for this. We needed um, Jesus's role in that. Colossians 1, 16, 17 um, uh, uh, opens that up a little bit more here. For by him all things were created, and for in heaven and that on earth, every angel, whether they still stand holy or they've fallen, was created by Jesus. And that on earth, every person, every animal, every, every created thing was created Uh, By him, whether invisible or invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. So he's not only the creator, the necessary creator of everything, he's the necessary sustainer of everything. He holds all our atoms together. He holds all the laws of physics together. He is the reason why they exist. He, he, and he provides for his creation. Because all the attributes of God, being good, being loving, um, being gracious, applies to Jesus as well. And so he's providing everything that we need. The beating heart. He's holding that heart together, and he's making it beat. The blood flowing through our bodies bringing us oxygen. He, he provides that oxygen, holds that oxygen together, brings it to our system, makes it work. And so he has this necessary role in creation. Um, but he, and this might so- sound the same, but I promise it's slightly different. He himself was necessary for creation. Humanity requires the work of an eternal God to be human. That might not make sense, but it's true. Think of the vehicles we drove here. Did another vehicle build your vehicle? I mean, we're we'll probably getting to that age real soon that it's nothing but machines. But a human designed the vehicle, right? Put, had to put all the components together, figure out how to get the wheels running, figure out the engine, figure out the... The, the injecting of the gas or the shooting of the electricity. A human had a design, come up with the schematics, and build these vehicles that we all drove here. And it's the same thing for God or for in humanity. We needed someone eternal to build us. He designed us. He created the schematics for us. The the, the injecting of the blood, the the oxygen flowing through us, the the, the, the systems that um, uh, stop bleeding, the the white blood cells that stop any um, uh, uh, sickness or fight sickness. He designed all of that, created all the schematics for that. All of that existed before any doctor or any scientist figured out that that was actually happening within us. So we needed him for that. But we also needed him to be alive. He eternally existed. And for him to give each and every person uh, life... didn't didn't diminish one second his eternal existence, but gave us existence. Um, If you want to think of us as, well, this is a really bad illustration because I don't think there's a proper illustration. If we were a phone that had no battery charge, he not only supplied the battery, but he supplies the electricity to make that phone alive. If it wasn't for him, no one would be alive. No one would have a beating heart. No one would have uh, thoughts or soul or any of that. So humanity requires the work of eternal being in order for humans and humanity to exist. We were created in in God's image. And, and, And him being God gave us We see in him the image that uh, we were supposed to have, that that humanity initially did have. But then the fall happened. And then we get verse 14. He's not only necessary for creation, he's also necessary for the new creation. He became flesh and dwelt among us. It was, see, when I said that the rules couldn't be changed, this is the other reason why the rules couldn't be flip flopped around. Because it was the Son of God who is going to come down and take on flesh and dwell among us. It was the Son of God who is going to live that perfect humanity life out among us. It was the Son of God who is going to obediently. Follow the Father, but also display the grace of the Father for, as he dwelt among us, as he lived on this earth. He was got, it was the Son of God who had to come down and be fully God and fully human and perfectly God and perfectly human as he went to the cross. It had to be the Son of God. who He didn't just show us these things, he, but he, in him, he did these things for us. It was this perfect Son of God who had to go to the cross. It, was, it had to be Jesus the Word who was on that cross, who spilled his blood, who gave up his life for us. So that we would be cleansed, so that we would be sanctified, so that we would have um, that we would be washed. And it was the, the the Son of God, the Word, that conquered death That sends us, that sends his spirit into our hearts to give us a new life, a new creation. It was the Son of God, the Word, that had to go through all these steps to make it happen. And as we... I don't want to diminish the humanity of Christ, but we're we're just looking at the deity of Christ here. We can look back just on His deity... Just on who he is, as an as eternal God, and find that it does apply to us today. Um, I think we rightfully look to his humanity right quick because we want to see um, this God that can easily relate to us in 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 our humanity. Um, I guess the faulty thinking, at least for me, is. Uh, True humanity is only in Jesus Christ. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short. So, we, so knowing true humanity, we can't, in that sense, look to ourselves or even, in order to, even, even to relate to Jesus. Um, but we need to look to Jesus as he relates to us. If we look at his creatorship, creatorship? The fact that he is creator, he knows what we need physically. He knows that we need to be fed, that we need drink, that we need sleep, that we need all these things. And he provides all those things. And he tells us to even not to worry about all these things. He says that the uh, lilies of the flowers are clothed, that the birds of the air are fed, and us being of more uh, value to Him, why? Why should we worry? He's going to provide all of those things. And the only thing that we need to do is seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. We need to pursue Him. And so that's even true when uh, we get a cold, and you know we're bundled up, and, and we can't we can't pray because in the middle of our prayers we're falling asleep because we're so weak, and we, we just. Our bodies aren't there. Um, or even if, if we're diagnosed with a, a terrible disease. And so that's even true when we can come to uh, him knowing, not that he understands what's wrong, we can't, but he we can't knows what's right. How it should be. Because we're so weak, and, that and we, he, um, we just, our um, bodies knows aren't there to fix for um, it. Or even um, if, if the, the Buick a, uh, a was making disease. a humming noise for the longest time. And I was just like, okay, maybe the wheels knowing. are just rubbing against not something. When I checked the wheels, they seemed fine. Wrong, and I was like, eh, maybe it's normal. What's right. um, I took it to Henry, and um, Henry was like, that's not normal. That he and um, knows he didn't know what... What was wrong with it? Um, but he could kind the, of the Buick say uh, about where at. he had to story. take it apart to and figure out like, okay, what, what was wrong. Something. Um, when I checked the wheels, they seemed fine, and I was like, hey, God doesn't need to take anything right. apart to figure um, out what's wrong. I took you know it to Henry, to and Henry right. was like, "That's not normal." He designed it, and um, he created the schematics and, for he it. He didn't know what. He built it. He knows what needs to be right. And it's true for emotional needs also. You
1: know, if we're if we're
0: feeling fear of 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 things God doesn't of need to take anything apart what's coming up or, or feeling he anxious, run. he knows. He designed that. it. He oh. created the schematics for it. That's he builds it. Feeling. He knows what needs. To so be right. we we need and to go to him to, 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 as creator. You know, if we're, if we, we understand that that's not of, um, of of things. Not only that that's not right, but what's that's coming up um, or feeling. And he doesn't shame us for that. But what is true? For instance, if we're feeling lonely, so. We, There's we a need promise to go to for him, to, him. I will never to, leave you nor as forsake you. Creator, he understands if we look at that Hebrews, that's, that's not, in the context of contentment. Um, but if we look that that's at right, um, Joshua, um, he says, "Be he not is afraid." For that, he's what about is to enter true. into this new land. For instance, if you're feeling you, lonely, I will never forsake um, you. What do we have to fear for? if that promise is made, and we know that when He makes a promise, it's going to happen? If we look at Joshua, there should be nothing that we fear. There should be land. nothing of. Uh, we should not feel um, well, loneliness we fear, in that if sense. That promise is made, Looking at his eternality, that, uh, when he makes a promise, um, it's going to happen. We see this work in a couple ways. There should be nothing. That we um, fear. There should. I guess something be that has come up. up. We not uh, it, well, children. Loneliness in that this. This church keeps birthing out children. Looking like, at his eternality. What's the average like nine a year? Um, um and then there's families now that's ways. working towards that for next year. Um it's 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 I guess something awesome that has come and up and it's uh a little humorous too. It, well, children. But this church keeps In that children, stage it, of the average, like, nine, nine like who am I gonna have a child with? Um, I mean that's not everybody families that's some people. now that's working towards um, that for next year. Or even it's, we're it's, trying it's, to have kids, awesome. but it's not awesome. happening. And it's or um we're pregnant. But in that stage, we're of, concerned about the development. Like, who am I going to have a child with? We I mean, birth now is, so. that we have this um, crazy being our, on our hands. We're trying to have kids, but yeah. it's not happening. In all of those stages, or, we should um, be looking to the eternal creator, me. right? But we're, we're um, concerned about the because development. Because he's God. He's already, he knows who who's going to have kids and who's going to have kids with. Um, don't trust in the biological process of having children uh, because sometimes. Sex doesn't always create pregnancy, so who do we trust? We trust in the one who opens and closes the womb with God. Um, So we should turn to Him. If if we're looking to have kids, turn to Him. If and and look to Him, the eternal God who gives life and is not diminished by giving life. Turn to Him to and uh, to care for this child, to to develop this child, and and even after birth, to help with the raising of that child um, life turn to him and obviously to, we need him to for, care our for our this spiritual child, needs to, to develop this child the, the, the um, we need an eternal God' it's the same way humanity requires an eternal God to be human we need an eternal God to be forever saved the, the, the okay um, we, need, we need we need an eternal all God. of Jesus, the same way for our salvation, an eternal for what God he did on the cross, but also for our assurance. God. If he truly is God, which he is, and 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 he's able to, to give temporal life, which he does, then he can easily give um, spiritual life through his etern- eternity. Him, we cannot have. Um, Eternal salvation without an, an eternal God. Life and so thankfully we have Jesus who came down. Etern- eternity, him,
1: And so we when we're looking have, um, at our loved ones that aren't saved,
0: we need God. to call upon him to save them because of who he is as God. And we can be assured that once they are saved, and I know this is a tricky term, that they will be saved Forever. If they're truly saved by Jesus, they will be saved for all of eternity. Nothing can stop that. Not because of our our ability to um, stay in the word or stay in prayer or any of that, but because the eternal God has saved. One last thing. Stay in the word or stay in prayer or any of that. This is the personhood of Jesus. The eternal God has saved. He's a distinct person with God. One last thing. He is. And this is the personhood of Jesus. The one who gives us He's what a relationships. a person with God. Ought to be, and He understands when relationships are not what they should be. The one right. who gives we us. We have broken what relationships, relationships in our lives, unfortunately. And He understands when relationships but are not. But technically, right. so does Jesus, right? Right. We have every sinner who sins against Jesus in our is lives, a broken relationship with Jesus, and so He understands when we have. So Broken relationships Every with family members or with friends, or I guess ex-friends, them, and he understands when we have broken relationships with family members or with friends, what that causes and what that creates. He understands, so we can relate you know, to him in that aspect, and, and we can come to him and them, lay our creates. hearts before him, and he can comfort so we can us relate to him in, that. in that aspect. And we can come to him but also, and lay our hearts before him because he's eternal God. He can comfort us. He can that. fix those relationships. But and also, sometimes we need to just chill out. Because he's eternal not God. press things. He can fix those relationships with the person that we have a broken relationship sometimes with. Sometimes we need to just chill out. Press it with God. Not press things and plead with, with him. The person that we have a broken relationship Because he knows more than we know. Press it know. with God. And he cares more than and we care. And he definitely he is able more than, than we, we are know. able. And he to cares more than we not care. Not just help these people to correct these people, to, to but God to fix Jesus these relationships. Not just so we need to keep praying to God Jesus here. We need to keep coming to him. So we need to keep praying because um, to to God Jesus of, 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 of who he is, the eternal God. Because the the, the, um, the personal God of. of, of of God himself God. and, and the, realize the, the, that we can just personal God, uh, just lay our God himself um, and, uh, and find comfort in him by laying all our uh, burdens our upon um, him as Chris prayed earlier, God. find comfort in him. by Now, if this is not burdens burdens the Jesus that Chris um, earlier. some of you know, now, if this is not um, the Jesus that I guess um, I should be careful here, but I'm not talking you know to Christians just, who um, ha- don't have a I, guess I, uh, I be mean, careful here, but I'm this was more developed have, for me this week, a, uh, but I'm talking to unbelievers. If you think he's week, merely a man, but if if you I'm thinking think he's no some sort of demigod. If you think, if you think he's that he's man, just one way think to, he's some sort of demigod, to, the, to God, I think to, you ought to heed his own to, words. To God. In Proverbs 8, I he think says, you ought to heed his own Whoever finds me finds life. He says, in Jesus who, there's whoever life, finds and obtains life. favor from the Lord. In Jesus, there's life. But he who and sins against me, wrongs his, sins against me, me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. All those who hate me love death. You need to find Jesus. You need, you need to come to Jesus. To find Jesus. You need to you take need the Jesus that, is, that John and, and is talking about. Come to him and find your rest come in him and find forgiveness in him. And and find um, uh, forgiveness in Him, and find that and find life in Him. That you, life in the him. more you deny who He is as God, the more as you love death. The more you love and what death. that means is that you will be separated, from him from, all, you will be separated from him from all for all, all of eternity. You have a broken relationship with him now. When you when, when you, when when you, you, mean mean you sin by saying he's, he's not God, he's when, when you, you sin when by he's saying he's just a human, he's when you sin by saying he's just one of many ways to God. No, he is God. He is the only way to God. And you need to turn to him. And you need to repent. And you need to believe. And 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 just. And trust him for who he, he is, and who, who he is. Explain himself, is, to, be explained himself to be according to his word. According to his word. And then you will find and then life. And then you will find, favor, you will with find the favor with the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just, thank, Father, you for we just thank you for the Son of yours, the Son of this, God, son the, of word, the Word, for Jesus word, Christ. Christ. We thank you for him breaking, him breaking into, into our, our lives, and. Bringing us life, Lord. We didn't bring ourselves life. We make cars that break down. Um, you make a new life. You make all things new. You make um, sinners into the saints, Lord. You wash us clean of our of our of our sins. Your 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 um, sacrifice, Lord, has cleansed past, present, and future sins because of who you are. You are God. You are eternal. We are so thankful that you are a personal God that would come and seek us out, that would um, take on flesh for us, um, that would bring us grace and truth. We thank you, Lord, for the grace and truth we find in you. Father, we just pray that For anyone who's not saved, that that your spirit would work in their hearts, that they would be saved by you, that they would be adopted into your family, that they would be made a new creation, um, that you would give them a new heart and a new spirit, Lord. Father, thank you. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.